Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. It's been two long weeks since we made predictions for what would happen in the NBA. And we're, we're finally at a place to evaluate it. And you didn't put it on the agenda. I had to. Um, you did. And I, I think I know why. Well, we didn't do that, we didn't do that well. Well, we did fine. Well, more, more than 50%, but you'd hope... I, I, uh, really would, I really would hope for 85% of the first round of the NBA playoffs. I mean, it's mostly... Not that good teams facing good teams. Right. And so we went, so let's see. So we called the Nets over the Celtics. Mm-hmm. We called the Bucks over the Heat. Mm-hmm. We called the Hawks over the Knicks, but we were not as, you were not as confident in that as I, I was. was so like, um, one of it blanking on the East. Oh, we called the, <laughs> we called the 76ers over the Wizards. That was a tough one. I mean, the wizards did. The wizards did take one, which was amazing. They they took one and they they uh, injured Embiid, so they got kind of got two. <laughs> um, so we knew the East. Yep. Out west. Um, let's see. We got see. the Jazz. We got the Jazz. <laughs> um, we won Portland over over Denver. Yeah. Not only did we predict Portland, but we wanted Portland. Yes. Yes. And uh, Portland was outgunned man they were outgunned yeah. by yeah. by denver so you know that's that's a little bit of a win some lose some situation and uh we picked the mavs clippers pulled it out yesterday the mavs Barely. just letting us down in the last game twice it was it was twice disheartening disheartening <sighs> disheartening for the mavs so here here we are we're on the cusp of another round here we're going to we're going to cheat a little bit because we we didn't you know, we didn't record this before a uh, couple games have been played, but we can mm-hmm. we can still be honest about about what we think is going to happen. Uh, we're picking picking Hawks and Bucks in the East. Hawks and Bucks, yep. And uh, actually, we haven't talked about this yet, so we'll do a live West. What do you like? I like the Jazz. I do too. Suns Nuggets. What do you want to do? This is a tough one. <laughs> Flip a damn coin. I I mean, that's it's going to be. I don't. I really don't know. I Suns must be feeling like giant killers right now, right? They do. So I'm kind of going. I'm thinking Suns. A uh, little fantasy update here: procuring books, Fall of Gondolin. <laughs> I have one. I do not. <laughs> I have not got it yet. So um, I decided I wasn't going to um, give Jeff any money uh, on this one. Very so I did not own the book yet. So. I want to go through a local bookshop, and uh, it has not been procured yet. Uh, immediate opinions. I now that we now that I own all three physical copies of all three, I wish that he'd picked a a way um, like an order of like where the family trees go in the book and stuck with it because they're back to the front in my copy. Oh, this in the front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
is is that him forefronting the importance of the genealogy? Maybe. Not sure. This is well, like the this is like those software programs like Word where it's like you have one version and it's one way and then clearly there's some half the community has a backlash and then they change it to a different way and then the next version they change it back. <laughs> so I was kind of I'm kind of thinking that it's it's one of those. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll we'll see. Well, I'm looking looking forward to this Fall of Gondolin. I mean the real way to do it, Mike have a poster on your wall well poster across from your reading book your reading station a poster is the right way you're right uh fall of gondolin have a tough time not thinking occasionally about tony gonsolin in this situation agreed (laughs) agreed very very similar um tony gonsolin of course will be came up vaguely as part of the research that i did for today's topic well, let's 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 get into it. You are the one who proposed the topic, and I readily agreed. So I'll leave it to you to introduce. Yeah. So I this is there are two facets to this. One is like I wanted us to get like a good um, a good kind of validation on projections, kind of topic projections validation topic i also want to talk a little bit about keepers i started to think about keepers i think people are starting to think about keepers as they're heading into their um trade deadline time periods and then i know in keepers i want to talk about some younger guys that aren't aren't usually talked about so and then it's cedric mullins had an amazing weekend and and i sort of wanted a topic that would bring him would bring him up I gave you the prompt of state five potential keepers, aka top seventy-five guys, um, who are under twenty-seven and were not on the radar at the end of last year. Maybe we should start with the guys that we skipped. No, we should start with the real the real guys. No, I think that's actually I think that's actually good because so that we don't have to um, we don't have anyone looking questioning them, and so we skip. Here, let's see. When we when you go through yours, when you go through yours, <laughs> well, you want to you want to argue more about mine. So the the this is I think where the pitcher thing is interesting, and and we'll talk about this because I think we have some interesting theories on pitchers as keepers in general. Uh, all right, so we're not going to talk about Shane Bieber, which I mean Shane Bieber is obviously a keeper. We're not going to talk about Julio Urias, which you know whatever Walker Bueller. Um, I put Herman Marquez in here because if he gets traded, he's in that conversation, right? Obviously not in Colorado. Yeah, um, and then a bunch of guys that we agree on on the hitting side: Acuna, Tatis, Bichette, Mancata, Albies, Soto. Come on, these are all guys that have been in the conversation. You can you can get mad at me about Mancata, but the other guys. No, I almost included them. The other guys no, are I don't all. Think so. I mean, the other guys were already picked as keeper level this year, right? <laughs> yep. So yeah. like, why bother discussing them? Yeah, agreed. Um, I actually I almost included Mankato because uh, he's. It's funny. He's. I guess if it was twenty eighteen, we'd be like, oh, you can't talk about Mankato. But now he's. He's cooled off again. No, exactly. He's cooled off, and now he's heating back up. Yeah, he's he's almost in the range where you could talk, where you could talk about him in this prompt, but I I went very strict theory of the case has never been an analyst darling. <laughs> Albies, Albies was just outside, um, and then I will say these are all the guys that I skipped over in my in the results of what I, what I did: Acuna, Tatis, Bichette, Devers, Vlad Junior, Shohei, um, yeah, obviously, Arat Serena, and I would let you argue that one: Hater, Burns, Glasnow, 
TJ Antone, but that might be more of a uh, relic of the way that I did things, which was, I mean, if you have closer numbers and you're against <laughs> starting, being ranked against starting pitchers, sometimes you show up. Um, we, we should talk about the guys that we are talking about. And we, uh, we have 60% agreement here on a, on a, blind, on a blind search. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we both said Freddie Peralta. Uh, you didn't add the question marks and asterisks. Uh, I, I literally have him. But I literally have him as a as a rights player. <laughs> so, <laughs> Trevor Rogers, Cedric Mullins, those were the three that we agreed on. So it seems like we kind of had the same theory on the pitchers of what should be included, what should in this. Yeah. No. I mean, I think so. My optimization is needs to need for pitchers needs to have shown up for a lot of innings and needs to have recorded a lot of K's and I and needs to have not recorded a lot of walks. Freddie Peralta and uh and Trevor Rogers show up immediately. They are yeah. And then thus yeah, well Josh Hader didn't show up on that. Well Josh Hader does show up. Josh Hader shows up on that and Shane Bieber shows up on that too, but as for, for previous discussed reasons. So I mean I should be I should be clear and say that I also skipped Hader, but I have oh, other okay. reasons. Okay. I have other reasons to skip haters, such as I have kept closers before and it has been a disaster, and I will never do it again. <laughs> okay, and then the two, the other four guys that were mentioned, I put in Kyle Tucker and Alex Verdugo, and then you put in Brian Reynolds and Ryan McMahon. So I will say Brian Reynolds was close. Was close in the. I did, I took two different routes. Um, to take a, to try to figure this out, Reynolds was close. I probably would have excluded him just because he's in Pittsburgh. Okay, <laughs> I, I like then, that. He's, he's he's getting up to the plate a lot. Yeah, I yeah. So I emphasize just getting to the freaking plate, <laughs> like getting a lot of looks. Oh, it's huge! It is, is huge. Is number one to me, and then doing something with those looks is valuable. It's turned into my total hobby horse for the year, but like where they're at in the lineup, how many at bats they're getting, that's to me, you know, that's got to be discussion point number one in any discussion of how somebody is doing, especially when they're young. Um, I took, I, I did rank order, played appearances, five re- regular scoring categories. That's what it did. And then, um, you know, sum those up and then rank those. And you know what? Tommy Edmond doesn't <laughs> number one in plate appearances. Not really that great anywhere else. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know the, the guys that I picked are the guys that I picked. Um. Okay. And so Brian. So I had mentioned Brian Reynolds close. Ryan McMahon did not show up for me uh, nearly as closely as he has for you. Why? I, I mean, I guess. Okay. I'll I'll explain the theory of the case. So mine my theory of the case is that. In Colorado, they have three young guys that are competing for plate appearances. And in my opinion, whoever comes out on top of that is going to be fantasy valuable for the duration that they're in Colorado. Mm-hmm. 233 this year. Yeah, he's, but 233 fantasy ranking you're talking about. No, 233 is his plate appearances this, this year. So, not bad. I mean, he's no, in that, the, Oh, right. Okay. He's doing really, really well. That's what I'm saying. So, that, w- that was my whole point, is that I've been keeping an eye on who's going to be in the middle infield in Colorado, <laughs> right, for a while. Because 
And this year, Brendan Rodgers, unfortunately, not hasn't played really played yet. Who he's got to stop. He's got to stop managing Leicester City to be able to like focus <laughs> on the Colorado Rockers. I I've the number of times that I've run into that problematic search is very true. But so I. Brandon Rodgers has not been playing. Ryan McMahon has has gotten a clear path to playing time, and he's got 13 home runs in it. I know that's that's pretty good. So 257 average is what kind of keeps him down. I agree with that. There's there's some some down there, but he's certainly uh, certainly capitalizing on other things. I mean, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm looking at is like he's Devers with a little bit less upside, a little Three bit less bases. A little bit less of the hitting upside or the uh, mm-hmm. the average upside. Yeah. So I think. What is his? What position is he? What? what well, he's, he's eligible all over the field. He's eligible first, second, third. Yeah. Yeah. Where? What is he? What has he been this year? Almost perfectly split second, third. No first this year. I always think of him as a first baseman, but I am very wrong. Look at that. But he's a guy that has been he's been talked about a lot as like in this same vein that you're you're saying, of like. We love him because he's in Colorado. He has all the tools. And we don't like that he hasn't been given playing time. And this year he's finally finally getting the playing time. He's fly, finally showing that he's a, I mean, he's a top 100 player. What is he right now? I'm not sure what his, what's, his top, what's his top ranking right now. He's 50. He's 50 right now. So it makes sense. I mean, I've, I've just been, to me, it's really been... Like, is he, is he going to get playing time? He's played himself into basically surefire playing time for the rest of the year, I think. Um, and I guess one thing that I like about him and why I put him number five is because I, I still think there's a chance to get in on Ryan McMahon. These oh, other yeah. guys, these other guys, I'm not sure. Maybe Brian Reynolds. But like the Brian first three, Reynolds, that we, the first three we talked about, there's no getting in on them anymore at, at a keeper price, like a, at like the dirt cheap price that you're hoping for. No, Freddie Peralta, Trevor Rogers, and Cedric Mullins. Freddie Peralta, I just like, is it because Willie Peralta was wearing the same jersey for a while <laughs> that I am con- that I'm confusing him and like surprised that he's this. So he. Amazing? So in my analysis, my pitching analysis also included: is there something that we believe in their in their arsenal? Freddie Peralta is throwing a slider this year, brand new. Can you talk me through this Kyle Tucker pick? He's contributing everywhere. That's that's your thing. He's he's forty four right now in fantasy. Um, he's an outfield, which is actually as I've been trying to keep <laughs> my outfield slots in TGFBI uh, filled. Outfield is actually a lot more shallow when you're trying to fill three freaking spots. He's getting the opportunity this year. He's, I mean, quite frankly. He's an outfield version of Ryan McMahon. Exactly. So I was going to propose with a couple little bit more stolen bases. Kyle oh, Tucker. Oh, Kyle Tucker. Head to head. Exactly. Okay. In the in the five categories. I I mean I think it's going to be. Let's interesting. go six. I'm... Let's go plate appearances as well. Yeah. So I would like. I mean I do like t- Kyle Tucker more than McMahon for that reason because. He, I think that Houston is a better. Well, this is the thing. Houston is a better team better team in terms of offense than Colorado is but home ballpark very different Houston can be a little bit cavernous no I think All I right. think it's I, this is a good one this is a really fun one and then Alex Verdugo 
Alex Verdugo. So we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, unfortunately, but Verdugo to me, and maybe this is just the product of spending too much time in Massachusetts, but Verdugo has a, a little pedigree to me. But also he was written, written off for dead. Well. After two months, two months after the, the Betts trade, he was, he was written off as the well, worst that, player I'd ever get back in a superstar trade. That, <laughs> that is true. And to be fair, obviously he's not Betts. <laughs> I'm worried about him falling off a cliff this year. Really? Um, why? Because he's Alex for you, you. You watch him and you're like... Well, I mean, the big, the biggest question when when you see these guys sometimes is you like see them coming up to the bag, uh, coming up to the plate, and you're like, all right, wow, here comes you know player X. There's Acuna, and you're like, presence. There's Tatis, presence. There's I mean, even Xander Bogarts. It's like wow, there's a big presence there. A lot of players. I'll like turn on the Red Sox, and it'll be an Alex Verdugo at bat, and I'll be like, who is that guy? <laughs> oh, that's Verdugo. Oh, okay. So I, I'm a little bit concerned there. So he's 288. I think he had an even higher average um, a little bit early on, which was giving him value. I don't think that he's great at anything. I think a, a lot of his value is where he is in the batting order in a, in a in a batting lineup that is doing really well, that is overproducing. So if that batting lineup under starts underproducing, I think that his stats will then adjust accordingly. I have a story about why I don't want to talk about Cedric Mullins, and it's because I dropped him at the end of week two in TGFBI. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, this is just because this is just hammering home my like, eh, I'm not that confident in, uh, or, like, this isn't the guy that was on my radar. I got him for dirt cheap. I know. Look at this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, maybe your team wouldn't be 400th right now in TGFBI. That if you kept is, him. I, that is accurate. Yeah. Eric? Uh, what, 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 else, what else do you <laughs> want me to say, man? So if you want to know the real reason that I didn't want to talk about Cedric Mullins on this pod, it's, it's that. Because, and the thing is, there was literally no reason for me to drop him. He had everything that I want. He had a surefire leadoff spot on a team that was not as bad as you thought it was going to be. And he's actually producing from that leadoff spot. So everything I said in the, the preceding 10 or 15 minutes of his pod, whatever it ends up being, he optimizes it, right? <laughs> Man, that's too bad. That is too bad. I mean, I Thank think Thank you for commiserating with me. I... You think he could get to he could get to thirty thirty this year? He's, he's I mean, on pace for twenty six twenty six. I don't I don't think he'll actually get there, and I I do still think that he is overproducing right now. But I think that even regressed to the twenty twenty that I think he's like. I would say if I was forced to pick something like parity, I'd say he's on he's like a twenty one twenty one guy, like better than a twenty twenty, but not much. He's a twenty twenty guy, yeah. I think he's. I think he's slightly better than a twenty twenty guy. If he's, if he's able to hit over three hundred and be a twenty twenty guy, I mean, this is, um, this is Whit Merrifield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whit Merrifield when he's getting on base. Yeah, absolutely. I think that about brings us to the review session. Dansby Swanson, someone whose name I. This was a guy that was pro- probably, if your fantasy league is anything like ours, was fought over heartily. 
because it, he you had plenty of time to to pick him. <laughs> you had plenty of time to see like this is a highly rated guy. Like it's time to get on the Danzy Swanson train. Wasn't he also sort of at the end of his tier uh, on the shortstop tier? Like it was like okay. Well, as long as Dansby is still on the board, I can leave a hole at shortstop because I'll just grab Dansby. Dansby Swanson, yeah. And this is funny because he's coming off of a season where he was top five, short season, admittedly, top five in a bunch of stats. So before we get into this, right, he's played in 57 games so far this year, played in 60 last year. So we're basically at the same point. So we can evaluate the two years off of each other. 231 plate appearances. This year, <laughs> 24 runs. He's, he's got 10 home runs, uh, 14 walks, not that many, two stolen bases, ooh, don't love that, 27 RBIs, and a 238 average. That is... You know, Mike, I'm just going to say it. It's not a good average. <laughs> <laughs> that, it, it's, it's really bad if you look at what he notched last year, right? Yeah. I mean, remembering that we're at the exact same point he has half of the runs that he scored last year. Literally, yeah. literally half of the runs that he scored last year. Same number of home runs, which is which is interesting. Um, What's the, the batting order? What what is he in, in the batting order this year? Plate discipline is is clearly going down. Um, yes, unfortunately, right now. Let me tell you he, what his OPP is under three hundred. That's not good. He has uh, yeah. He's got. So he's batting he's batting sixth in the order right now. He must have batted higher in the order last year. Batted second in the order last year. There it is. All theory of the case. Yeah. You got there you it. Go. See, this this lineup thing, we needed this. He batted second in 2019 also. I would like to see Dansby Swanson next to Whit Merrifield because I think Dansby Swanson might be 6-1. And Whit Merrifield, there's no chance. <laughs> I don't think you're, I think you're just going... You're going deep on this one. So they have batted him... They've batted him fifth and sixth this year. Basically nothing else. There's, I mean, he he has not yet bat ahead higher in the order than fifth this year. That's not good. Well, I mean, if Marcelo Zuna isn't going to be batting in the top four, then maybe he's going to take his spot. Well, there have been a few games since then. He's still not really going up there. But yeah, I obviously uh, obviously we need to reset the Atlanta Braves lineup. We'll talk about that. We'll not talk about that studiously. Wow. I had, so he's. Just going, we I just went a couple different levels here. Uh, Dansby is from Georgia. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, that, that was. I a mean, big, he's clearly a Southern boy. That was a big part of his. Uh, that was a big part of his appeal. I thought. Coming home to Georgia, um, he. I mean, geez, he looks like a Southern boy. He went to Vanderbilt. He's like, <laughs> okay, I'll stop right there. But yeah, he named Dansby. He's got all the tools to be a Braves legend. That's why, that's why he was so highly touted. And the problem is that, I mean, I, I, I actually think of Dansby Swanson as a, as a tragic story right now in the sense that... And he is actually, and he is 27. So that's not the reason why we excluded him from... That's yeah, not the, yeah. that's <laughs> the reason be, why we excluded him. That would have, would have been a nice out for him, but that's, that's not what was happening. I mean, he... Percentile rankings, there's just nothing, there's just nothing that you love about him but i i mean we're we're being hard on him right now because we're talking about him relatively deep into our reviews of shortstops 
you could get, this, like you said, you could get Dansby Swanson. Like, oh, I'm not that worried because Dansby Swanson's sitting there. He was the guy. He was the guy that you. I was like, I was like, okay, it once. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to take him this round. I know I'm gonna have to take him this round because the guy before Dansby was taken. Whoever that is, who was that? Who that? Oh, when Javier Baez and Glaber Torres were off off the board, is like, okay, well Dansby's there. I'll grab him next. And then he got grabbed. And then he ended up with Carlos Correa, and you're like, oh, he, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I I think time has run out for Dansby Swanson to be the elite person that they wanted him to be. And obviously, if the Braves are batting him sixth, they don't think that he's the elite <laughs> guy for him either. No. No, 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 no. Which is kind of sad. I mean, I've, I feel... Why? I don't know. I like... There's nothing sad about that. I feel like if somebody's num- being picked number one overall, you know, he's probably probably struggling you know mentally he's like i'm not living up to my expectations i feel that that's a tragedy oh okay i see where i see where you're going with that Turn i mean but he's on he's 27 years old he's on one of the best teams in in, in major league major league baseball he's gonna vive in the playoffs every single year he's I just think. a contributor on that team i mean what what is he the the fourth most valuable player on that team still selling a bunch of jerseys right is he (laughs) oh just because he's from there yeah i'm sure he's selling a lot yeah i mean i think he's easily the fourth or fifth most important person on that team most relevant But this is a player like him what's really fun is like he can coast this whole season right and then if he turns it on in the playoffs which he sort of did last year a little bit i agree he was pretty pretty good in the playoffs that's all that matters right your playoff hero a Rosarena. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> sure. But I don't want him. I don't want him on my team. No, I, I, I don't want him. Uh, I think I think that he's so in the end of the tier that I really don't want him because he's going to be the guy that you look at him and you're like, should I upgrade this position? And you're going to think that every, like, every ad drop during the year. Like, this is a guy that I should, maybe I should get rid of Dan if he wants it. Like, but you won't want to drop him exactly for like exactly. the, you want don't want to drop him for the uh, Iser kind of kind of Falifa guys. exactly. So he's Falefa. even though even though he's gonna end up worse than kind of Falafa almost certainly this year, it would still be hard to drop Dansby Swanson for Falefa. <laughs> oh my god! Is, Let alone Joey Wendell. This that's exactly my point. Is that. I don't like that he's in that purgatory of like, this is a guy that I can't really drop, but he's always going to be weighing down my team. I feel like my TGFBI team is filled with Dansby Swansons right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. Um, okay. So is there anything that we barrels the ball pretty well? So many Ks. <laughs> so many whiffs. So many Ks. No yeah. walks. I mean, he's, he's always no. been fast. That's fine. But, you know, exit velocity exactly in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay hard hit percent pretty high i mean 77 is fine right it's good mix that with a 71 percent barrel 77 percent hard hit rate but 58 percent average exit velocity that's sort of surprising combination of numbers probably not probably a little unique anyways who are we doing next week mike josh rojas let's do josh rojas how about that all right he was. I just picked him out. I, no, no, that was a right, right call. Guy. Good call. Good. 
Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Thank you.